I need to know something from my co-hosts. What are y'all thankful for? <laughs> Not that. Not that. For sure. Thankful you don't sing very much. <laughs> hey, man, tomorrow's Turkey Day. That's why That's why I'm asking that uh, question. So. <laughs> man, I'm thankful for recipes and food, dude. Okay, listen, yeah. what listen. You, okay, what are you looking most forward to? For Thanksgiving. I fucking love deviled eggs, and I make the deviled eggs, so I know they're good, so I'm fucking pumped about deviled eggs, but I always try something new, too, and I'm trying the... Listen, listen. These sound so simple. All right. Go ahead. I'm I'm buying the missing ingredient on my way home, and I'm trying tomorrow. Okay. You take um, baby carrots, and you steam them. I need to look up how long. And then you smash them with, like, a glass, so they're just, like, smushed. Okay. And then you coat those with parmesan and ranch seasoning and bake them i forget how long i've got it written down but that's it that's the whole thing okay that's not a deviled egg no i'm also making deviled eggs okay i was like i was waiting for the egg to come in and i was like i'm sorry i always make deviled eggs and then try a new thing i was so confused just now because i was like (laughs) where's the egg those are baby carrots i make deviled eggs wait do you need a bag of baby carrots no i have those i forgot the parmesan i want want to get good parm because i was gonna say i have a full bag of baby carrots that i will send home with you that my mom left over here like literally last week i have a full bag and then uh um, I just need to get, I want to get good Parmesan too. Gotcha. Yeah. So you're going to uh, grate it yourself? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I'm telling you, I've heard from every fucking like food blog, whatever thing, grate your own cheese because they put Parmesan's that shit on Parmesan's a little different oh, because really? I feel like you can buy like nice already grated Parmesan at the store. Not uh, not the kind yeah. in the spaghetti aisle, yeah, yeah, yeah. but the nice kind that's refrigerated. Like deli aisle yeah. or deli. People are like that, department. dude. There's this one chick on TikTok that doesn't like store-bought pesto. <laughs> Fuck. <And> she's crazy. <laughs> 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 okay, so there's this feature what? There's this feature on TikTok. I'm where you can, totally not getting this. Joke. There's a feature on TikTok uh-huh. where, you can, where you can stitch someone else's TikTok. Okay. So this girl... What's that, what's that mean? Um... Where it starts with their video and then it cuts to yours, okay. like answering a question or like continuing, whatever. Gotcha. This girl starts one and she's like about to smush some fresh garlic and she's like, call me crazy, but I have never liked store-bought pesto. And everybody has stitched with it, <laughs> just cut it off right there. Because it's like her recipe for making pesto. Yeah. 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 But then everyone stitches it with that and they're like, her name's Susie. And it's like, Susie, oh my God, girl, you are wild. And then they'll tell, like, a five-minute-long story about, like, the craziest fucking thing. Like, like, like murdering like, someone. Yeah, like, like, like one, one, girl, uh, one, girl, one girl got pregnant and then went to the doctor and found out that she had two uteruses. And that they'll tell their whole story, and then they get to the end, and they'll be like, but anyway, man, fucking pesto dude right (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious so funny (laughs) oh my god all right so uh what is what are the main ingredients to pesto uh yeah i don't know yep i never got to watch the whole video it's like basil and and (laughs) olive oil and some kind of nut pine nuts pine nuts I think it's usually basil. D's nuts. Sorry. Can't miss out an opportunity for D's nuts. Basil, garlic, pine nuts, olive oil, parmesan cheese. 
Damn, I need to. I need to fucking try pesto again. I I don't. I didn't think that I liked it, but that sounds really tomato heads good. pesto is yeah. so good. So worked at Tomato Head, tasted it back in high school, and I was like, oh, this try is it again. But You've grown up. But yeah. that's my thing. It's like I didn't like a boatload of. Sh- I didn't like fucking. Uh, and I used to call. I used to think they were called sundried tomatoes. <laughs> Sundry. That's no. fair. That's fair. That's but it, fair. they're definitely sun dried. Did, did you ever see the episode of Aqua Teen Hunger Force where they had the sun dried tomatoes that would transport them through dimensions or some shit like that? <laughs> no, no, that was that was a crazy episode. Oh my yeah, god! Weird. Do you, did you ever see the one that was? Uh, it was banana. Uh, what was the thing that was banana? Oh my god! Banana hand or something like that. No. Oh my man! I need I to watch Aqua Teen again. Banana hand, hand banana, hand banana, the dog. That was the- <laughs> yes. Oh my god, hand banana, and and it would just like it was this ominous music, and it would like slowly zoom in, and it was like hand bananas gonna kill you or something like that. It was just like it was the best fucking thing. And they're like like uh, Master Shake or um, yeah, Master Master yeah. Master Shake. Is that right? Yeah, Master anyway, Shake. Yeah. yeah, he he's like. Did you guys see that? Did you guys see that? And they're like, no, Hamlet is nice, you know? And he's like, Hamlet is going to kill you. <laughs> it was just, dude, it was fucking great, man. And I, I know I'm misremembering it or fucking it up. But that's like, hilarious, That though. episode is fucking phenomenal. So, um, And I'm sure that's from, like, season one because that's the last time that I fucking watched God, I loved Aqua Teen. It, it was so good. I just, dude, you, I've always been a fucking early night motherfucker. Yeah, and like, that's weird. I know. <laughs> that's weird. Can't relate. Sorry, man. Not going to lie. Never been me. <laughs> but anywho, um, I don't want to waste any fucking time. I want to get into the fucking Japanese Kit Kats. I thought you'd never get here. Dude, this shit was just... I wasn't sure what I was signing up for when like I got into this article. And then like all of a sudden... It just starts opening up into this thing that I was like, what is happening right now? (laughs) So um, I'm going to read some of this stuff, but I'm also going to start skipping around because it is kind of a long boy. Um, Anyway, (laughs) so the hijacking of $339,000 worth of rare Japanese Kit Kats, which I didn't realize. Dude, I didn't realize that this was like, I mean, these things are like, they're like collectibles for like snackies kind of thing, but but they obviously I think they eat them. I don't know. Anyway, I hope so. So, Mister Danny Tang's fifty five thousand Kit Kats began their long, twisted, and sometimes obscure journey in Japan. Mister Tang is the founder of Boxu, a New York company that sells Japanese snacks in subscription boxes. And he intended to make a tidy sum by flipping the sweets in the United States. So he bought $110,000 worth of Kit Kats. Uh-huh. And uh, he was expecting to flip them for about $250,000. Uh, these are flavors such as melon matcha latte, which you had a matcha yeah. tea, right? And uh, and then Daifuku uh, Moki. Um those are just like three of the the exotic flavors kind of thing. Mm. So uh, he said, you can fit a lot of Kit Kats into two containers. <clears throat> so 
Basically, what how this started was uh, they had to figure out how to bring the Kit Kats from Japan to the U.S. and then from the uh, from the uh, let's see, from California to I believe they were based in uh, New Jersey. Yeah, so he starts uh, putting out feelers for basically. Uh, some kind of group to transport this shit. So he talks to a broker, a freight broker, okay, to to figure out who's going to ship this shit from California where it got imported up to New Jersey. So, uh, let's see. This story is wild. Thank like, you. Like, just already, I mean, I've barely scrolled. <laughs> yeah. Just from where you are here is wild. Yeah. Okay. So, he starts, uh, let me get down to Mr. Black. Here we go. So, Mr. Shane Black, he runs a freight brokering company called Freight Rate Central in Sarasota, Florida, Uh and it's part of a an invisible army of professionals who coordinate and marshal the fleets of trucks that crisscross the country, carrying everything from chickens to smartphones. For this job, Boxu would pay him about thirteen thousand dollars. Who's Boxu? Boxu's our main Boxu, dude. Yeah, main Boxu dude. is okay. the owner of the company uh, in out of no, New Jersey. No, Boxu's the company. I'm Boxu's sorry, the Boxu company. is yeah. the yeah, yeah uh, to, Tang. Uh, yeah, Tang. Uh, Tang is the yeah. owner. Sorry. Yeah. Um. So. Mr. Black got the uh, the bid. He posted the job on a trucking board that is something like a Craigslist for freight. Someone named Tristan with HCH Trucking accepted the job, though he was using a Gmail account, and he said he would have the shipment picked up shortly. So it was kind of a red flag that he was using a, a Gmail account, but Mr. Black mm-hmm. said that that was actually not that out of the ordinary kind of thing. So uh, Tristan, who was the guy that responded and said that they'd pick it up, he said, hey, man, the first one is loaded and rolling. The second one will pick up tomorrow morning. Uh, or Yeah, tomorrow, first thing in the morning. So when the shipments failed to reach New Jersey days after uh, any cross-country trip should have been I got to cut you off and talk yeah. about this picture. Yeah, go ahead. Does he look like he has his... Like uh, yes. the shortest. Yes. Why is his chair on the ground? I don't know. Like anybody that is using a an adjustable chair, which I see the fucking paddle right there. It yeah. can go up. His knees are bent at a forty five degree angle. Yeah. yeah. And they should be this, at a ninety. Is this how you're supposed to sit? No, no, not at all. Like I don't know why this dude is sitting so fucking low. He either needs adjustable monitors so he can put his chair to fucking appropriate height, or he needs to like. I don't even know what sit in the fucking floor or something. I'm, I'm going to also say, I think something's weird about the perspective of the picture. Yeah, it but, does. But look I a little also think high, he's sitting but, lower than he should. But I mean, the perspective of the picture doesn't change the angle of his knee. Right. So <laughs> He's got some good posture though. He does, I mean, he's got yeah, a straight he back. Has, he has straight. to sit straight up because he can't lean back. Cause then he can't reach anything. <laughs> <laughs> Cause he's sitting on the fucking ground. Okay. All right. All right. We're going to do that. All right. Cool. <laughs> So, uh, so basically what happened was the Kit Kats did not make it in the time that they were expecting it uh, to make it. So he emailed the Tristan dude, and he said, please tell me the freight's in good order, and it's been refrigerated this whole time, because obviously they don't want a bunch of fucking melted Kit Kats. Yeah, these are high-grade Kit Kats, Exactly. Man. Don't yeah. fuck with my y'all Kit don't Kats. Know about, y'all, y'all don't know about that high-grade Kit Kat. Y'all don't know about that, <laughs> don't know about that matcha Kit Kat. Kit Kat. <laughs> 
Come on, man. Come, come on. on, come on, come on, man. Come on. Uh, Tristan, <laughs> y- y- y'all holding? Y'all holding? <laughs> y'all holding some of that matcha Kit Kat? Yeah, I got any more of them. <laughs> <laughs> Tristan replied that one of the trucks had broken down in Washington, Pennsylvania, a small city just southwest of uh, Pittsburgh. Tristan reassured him that the Kit Kats were cool and intact, but, quote, if it's not fixed by today, we will have to head back to the shipper and re-unload them there. That's a weird... I okay. Don't, I don't like so the word the fr- re-unload. Well, not only that, okay. but they've already made it to Pittsburgh from California. What is shorter, Ooh. the distance from Pittsburgh to New Jersey or the distance from Pittsburgh to California? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not great at geography. We're covering a lot of distant related, <laughs> like distance related content. Yep. Here in the last two episodes. We're trying yeah. To, this is geography with Tyler. <laughs> yeah. Well, so this is when Mr. Black was like, "Uh, what? It's like three thirty eight hundred kilometers back to uh, California, or six hundred and fifty to New Jersey. You do the math, okay?" He said, that's when everything... Yeah, I know, seriously. (laughs) I know one number has four, and the other number has three. So, that's all the math I need to do. Anyway, that's (laughs) that's when everything hit the fan. Uh, When he reached the HCH headquarters in New Jersey, or, I'm sorry, Jersey City, New Jersey, he heard chaos in the background, sounds of panic. They had said that they had never heard of Tristan. So... If Mr. Black was not dealing with HCH trucking, who was he dealing with? And most important, where were the six figures worth of Kit Kats? Seemingly he was like- dealing <laughs> with the rabbit judge. That's who no, he was dealing with. No, not the rabbit judge. <laughs> the rabbit judge. <laughs> uh, seemingly on cue, Tristan followed up. Time for some coming clean, he confessed. Mm. I'm actually a scammer, and the owner of HCH doesn't have anything to do with this. Why though? He, Mr. Black replied plaintively. Why would you? St- what would? Or I'm sorry. What would you stand to gain? Can I please get access to the load so that I can? Mm-hmm, yeah, loads. buddy, I'll give you the load. <laughs> I, 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 I got, got, got your load right here. Got your loads right here. So I can get them right to here, New buddy. Jersey. Well, so this is the weird thing about this. He starts coming clean with the uh, Trist. The Tristan yeah, character starts <laughs> coming with a U. Uh, clean with uh, the Mr. Black character. Because, I mean, like, what's what? What did they gain? They're not going to get money until he had actually delivered the goods. Yeah. So it's like, wait, what is happening right now? Um. So he said, uh, the Tristan dude said, "We're trying to make uh, money, sir." Yeah, I I told you we're scammers. Really sorry I didn't know your story because Mr. Black was basically like, "Hey, you know, this is coming out of my paycheck," kind of thing. Anywho. Yeah. The strange thing was that he didn't pay Tristan any money. Mr. Black didn't pay Tristan any money. It was due on delivery. Tristan, with all due respect, you are the worst kind of scammer, man. <laughs> you I are don't... a fucking terrible scammer. What are you doing here, Chief? So, I'm a scammer, I told you. Yeah, but you're the worst kind. What are yeah. you? No, I'm still scamming. I'm still scamming. Uh, the scam's not over. <laughs> it's like, no, you just revealed yourself. You'll see. It's a long con. I'm not very good at a long con. I, 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 I showed my cards halfway through the con. It I does have suck a really short attention span, so when it comes to long conning, I 
forgot that it was a con. <laughs> oh my God, man. So uh, in any case, Mr. Black couldn't believe his luck because basically he found out that it was still in cold storage. Uh, the, the freight was. So Mr. Black spun back into action. According to Tristan, one load was at Inland Empire Cold Storage in uh, Europa Valley, California. Uh, the other was nearby at any time cross duck cross duck cross duck <laughs> anyway <laughs> the other <laughs> there's a duck in here holy shit holy wait wait, wait. I'm lost <laughs> the other was <laughs> the other was nearby at any time cross dock in Ontario in Ontario Canada Tristan then went silent didn't respond to any emails after that um any time was eager to, and I read that sentence like three times when I was first reading through this, and I was like, what is any time? Yeah. And I was, because it just reads weird. Yeah. Anyway, so any time was eager to get the load out of its warehouse, <laughs> aren't we all, and to be paid for nearly two weeks hey, of storage. Hey, baby, you come here often. I'm trying to get this load out of its warehouse. <laughs> call me. Oh, my God, that's dog, my coat. You know Dude. That is my fucking pickup line now. Hey, baby, you help me get this load out of my warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> call me I anytime for a reason. Call me anytime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby. Oh, yeah. Looking you like, to get you paid like... for two weeks of storage, baby. <laughs> you like rare Kit Kats? Because no! <laughs> I'm looking to get this load out of my, my warehouse. <gasps> anyway, so we would like to know uh, when you're going to get this picked up anytime the storage facility road mm. uh, as we anticipated this would be a short-term storage request uh, the outstanding balance for the storage was 3800 bucks basically uh, mr. black said he paid 2,000 out of his own pocket to secure the release of the freight with the promise to pay the rest later anytime did not respond whatever doesn't they, they didn't want to talk to the New York Times who originally ran this story so mm. daunted by daunted but uh, determined, he started the process over posting the job again on the freight board. This time he got a bite from Manny from MVK Transport. According to uh, Mr. Black, okay, so now at this point, oh no, doesn't it seem like you would be like fucking high alert, like, I need to this check is a credentials. nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. L literally <laughs> and figuratively. Yes. So, uh, so according to Mr. Black, Manny had the Kit Kats picked up. At least this half of the shipment was on its way to New Jersey, Mr. Black believed. After a few days, though, communications turned spotty. Quote, I've been writing you for days now. I called yesterday and you hung up. Uh, and I showed you my rare Kit Kats. Please respond. <laughs> <laughs> I showed you my rare Kit Kats. You can't ignore oh me. Oh, my God. <laughs> Please, you have my load. Please respond. <laughs> <laughs> I called yesterday and you hung up, and now your phone says it's out of uh, service. The next morning, he followed up, now furious. How do you make money on this? Are you going to sell Kit Kats on the corner? <laughs> I love this. Is that new innuendo? I do, right? Uh, you, you corner selling them Kit Kats? Uh, he had he had been had again. This time Poor the Kit guy. Kats had disappeared for good into the expanse of Southern California's freeway land. Uh, request for comment sent sent to MVK went unanswered. So. Inland Cold Empire Storage, at least, still had the other half of the Kit Kats and Mr. Black by now 
frantic to salvage what he could of the candy was still on the case. This load was stolen from us and placed in your storage facility. Uh, he wrote to Inland. Inland replied that its contract with the man with a man was with a man named Harry Sinta. There is no <laughs> Harry. Uh, and he he cc'd Boxu on the email, um, and he said Harry what is a fictitious name. Harry Sinta, however, is not a fictitious name. Mr. Harry Sinta lives in Ohio and works in shipping. But the entire Kit Kat affair was news to him. This is totally fraudulent and not me, Mr. Sinta said in an email to the New York Times. Good luck and hope they find the Kit Kats. Lol. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I love that he put a fucking lol. Anyway, so nevertheless, Inland was unmoved. With, Wait, I... Go ahead, sorry. Who's the cold storage? Yes. So now we're in a different cold storage. But how did this cold storage get the... Did they steal... They stole the load from them and put it in their facility. And yes. the facility said their contract was with this dude and that guy. Correct. Okay, okay, okay. Yes. Okay. And so, uh, dude, no, no, I know. Yeah. A lot of moving parts There's here. so much. There's a lot, a lot yeah. of kick yeah. a lot of kick No, no, moving. that's why I was like, literally, in, in our spreadsheet, I said, yeah. this one is a bit long, but it's a hell of a story. It is, it's worth it. <laughs> so, uh, nevertheless, Inland was unmoved. Without proof that you're the rightful owner and payment for storage, we can't release the freight. Mr. Black said he reached out to the sheriff's department of Riverside and San Bernardino counties, and they basically said that there was a jurisdictional uh, issue that they couldn't get uh, involved, and no reports were filed. They just didn't want to get involved. I mean, they're, like they're honestly, like, nah, they're, they're like, dude, you take it. It's a boatload of Kit Kats. It's on you for buying that many Kit Kats. <laughs> <laughs> he also turned uh, to the team at Boxu. Did they have anything that he could use to prove their ownership? Guess what? Boxu had essentially fired Mr. Black in the meantime, stopped payment on his uh, his fee, filed a report with the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department for insurance purposes, and decided to move on. The Kit Kats were dead to them. So they had literally written this shit off at this point. But he... No, 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 no. It okay, gets it okay. gets wild. Like it ends on just like a fucking weird note, and then it's just done. I was also but, confused. I was thinking that Black owned Boxu, but Tang no, owns Boxu. Tang, Tang. I was like, you can't fire the owner. Okay, <laughs> all right, that's what broke me. All right. I don't know if I would be comfortable selling these to customers," said Mister Tang, Boxu's founder. What if something actually happens to the customers that they uh, that they eat this and we get sued? Which I actually understand that. Yeah. Because, I mean, if it's been in hands it's been that you... sketchy hands. It's been in uncouth hands, we'll say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like my... Do you kit- know where your Kit Kats have been? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the Kit Kats are still at Inland, according to the company's chief exe- uh, executive officer, Kevin Sakalas. Man, Tang looks mean. Yeah, he does, right? Well, he looks like he just doesn't fuck around. He's like, dude, you steal yeah. my Kit Kats, I take your life. Yeah, like he's like you know, you know, he's like five foot one, but yeah. he's mean as fuck. Absolutely, right? like he's just like absolutely. He's put up with enough shit in his very short pun intended life, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he's not taking anymore. <laughs> yeah, dude. Plus, I bet that dude's not like. I bet he's like our age, if not younger. Yeah. So, anyway, so we have no use for this product, and would happily release it to anyone who would show proof of uh, proper ownership and pay the storage fees, uh, Mr. Sakalis wrote in an email. Uh, all right, so the Boxu Kit Kats are just one instance, blah, blah, blah. 
apparently there's this new thing that has uh, popped up called fictitious pickups or strategic theft. And it's basically, this is what I, I was going to cover this for the, uh, the main episode because I was like, this is a show title. So the freight, sometimes called a hostage load. Can- hostage load? <laughs> I was like, is that a show title or is it's that not a fucking show title? absolutely a show title. So it can vanish if the extortion demands are not met. So <clears throat> anywho, this type of uh, strategic cargo theft is up 700% in 2023. I think that there were, there were all these issues with the like supply chain yeah. during COVID. So all these scammers basically started like putting themselves on like freight boards and shit. Yeah. And have started like fucking around with freight. So I'm wondering if this is not an issue with like a boatload of like supply chain issues. Yeah. That it's like, oh yeah, well we I contracted it, but like it ended up, you know, with that this with Mr. Tang's fucking Kit Kats and cold storage <laughs> in fucking California, you know. So anywho. This this was the the wild part to end on. So, in possibly the strangest twist on the Kit Kat trail, Boxu announced in September that. Uh, oh, I'm I'm sorry, I jumped the gun. Uh, oh no. Okay, so. Oh my god. Did you lose your spot? Yeah. Well, no. I I I think I flipped over something. Any, okay, whatever. I'm. Dead air. Anyway, let's <laughs> let's roll. Um, so, in possibly the strangest twist on the Kit Kat Trail, Boxu announced in September that it had acquired Japan Crate, but New York Times discovered that the acquisition had actually been completed back in June. So, Boxu, through a wholly owned subsidiary, had in effect overseen the unload or the loading of its own Kit Kats onto the original two fraudulent trucks. A fucking Japan Crate was like either an owner or whatever of one of the like companies that offloaded it on the front end of this story. Do the Kit Kats even exist? I, f- I mean, like I've been had. That's, no, that's what I'm saying. Is it was like it was this one of these like things a book that I was, I'm reading right now. Like they're keep. Yeah, mm. it was like when it, and I, I apologize, listeners. Uh, I skipped over. Uh, well, it's hard to follow anyway. Like, yeah, yeah. But um, but so literally. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Mr. Black was quoted as saying, I, I've been doing this for over two decades now, and I've never come across anything like this, anything of this magnitude. It's beyond crazy. It really is, because there's no answers. Uh, and he says, I do feel cheated. I just don't know who's doing the cheating. Man. I mean, like, dude, this was just one of these things that it was like, I don't know if, like, all of it was like, fraudulent yeah like from like you said did the kit kats even in fucking exist exactly i mean like who owns what this is okay this is some twist that's like this book that i'm reading right now um you know the wrong time wrong place book that i that was my favorite book of last year yeah that lady wrote a new book called just another missing person yeah and there's i'm i'm like a little more than halfway through it and there's some twists that i'm just like I want to start the book over knowing these twists, but I want to finish it first. Oh, man. Yeah, Man, what? Sorry, this is what I left out. I was trying to find it real quick. So the the Precious Sweets landed, and I'm sorry, this was at the beginning of the story that I accidentally skipped over. The Precious Sweets landed safely enough in California and were trucked about uh, 
48 kilometers across Los Angeles County to a temporary storage facility in South El Monte, or El, yeah, El Monte, run by a company called Japan Crate Acquisition. That's who they owned, and they owned it when it fucking occurred. That's like, ridiculous. It's, dude, it's, I, I just thought that was fucking wild. Yeah. So, anywho, somebody else talk. I'm sick of hearing myself. <laughs> <laughs> Larry, what you All got? Right, so, uh, uh, rage room owners are, uh, sound alarm on growing sex trend among pent up customers. Mm. So, all right, I, I want to go to a rage room, um, but now I don't know. I still kind of want to go. I guess people <laughs> are taking out their sexual frustrations in rage rooms. Uh, we'll find out. Let's, Here let's we go. Do owners, it. Let's and do it. <laughs> owners and managers of a rage rooms across the U.S are warning that a growing number of customers are engaged in sexual acts within the confines of their facilities. I mean, this could be a kink. How do you right. but how do you do that with all the stuff on? Cuz this one thumbnail has it's part of the adventure. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. All you got to do is take <laughs> make you a couple holes and you you got it. Yeah, dude. Literally a couple holes. Yeah. Oh, no. uh, yeah, it's just two. Two. <laughs> it depends what you're are... into and how many people are going. Uh... All right. Larry, take it away, man. <laughs> Please. Rage rooms are spaces where guests can spend time in a private room smashing various items such as plates, televisions, radio tables, and more with blunt objects, according to reports. According to reports in USA Today. Like, do you need a report for that? <laughs> right. Like, no, you, you know what it is. Uh, customers often come with a uh, for a bachelorette party or date night and wear protective gear as they uh, slam crowbars, baseball bats, and sledgehammers down on fragile objects. Dude, if somebody uh, asked me to go on a date to a rage room, I'd be like, you know what? Lose my number. That's called a red flag? It's a pretty big red flag. <laughs> Um, customer, yeah, okay. Uh, can you guys hear that notification that I keep getting? No, no, but I, I think it's the uh, same as mine that it's like fucking Windows. Does it sound like something is disconnecting? No, it's a Discord message, but I silenced all messages and notifications. And your account just got disabled. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Uh, rage rooms, which boom, following COVID-19 pandemic, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Every once in a while, um, people do get a little handsy. Uh, I've had some customers lay down together in a room filled with broken glass. So maybe there's a danger aspect to it. Corey Halt, Halt, Halt Haltem, the owner of Rec Room Las Vegas told USA Today. Well, yeah, it's Vegas. It's yeah. the horniest place in the world. Seriously. Like, <laughs> if you're not gambling, you're fucking. Yeah. Probably both. This guy, that or this guy's very vanilla. That's that 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 hits two birds with one stone. (laughs) He said, uh, "Being in an being in that atmosphere, it's super weird." So I think people tend to go uh, to a a primal place. That's not really weird. Like laying in glass with someone. I mean, no, like getting your frustrations out and just like horny immediately i'm sorry you guys are saying anyway, that it's wait, not weird no, no, no. to be in a rage room no no he like he just like, <laughs> like no, no. it's normal he said to smash your, a tv with a baseball bat he said getting your frustrations your out and i said yes and then he said and then getting horny and i had already said yes no i know like, i know you weren't yes like that was that. an addendum but to saying, his comment he said the atmosphere isn't weird yes it is smashing shit i think that'd be pretty fun it's weird though. It's not a it, thing it, you do every normal. day. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's not it's fucking uncommon. normal. Yeah. 
Agreed. Uh, shooting shooting ranges are common, right? Or would you consider that uncommon? Because that's a release of dopamine too. That's a different thing than this. Yeah, but I mean, like, you're not destroying something. Yeah, you're shooting you're at like a target. You're just, like, shooting at a target. Like. Yeah. True. Okay. Uh, the rec room <laughs> owner said that... The- I mean, like, <laughs> look at this woman. She's, like, literally just manhandling a chair, like, and, like, fucking smashing In it. high heels. Yeah. I really like yeah. her shoes. There's no way anything she's doing is is allowed at the place. Yeah. Open-toed shoes uh, around all that broken glass. Yeah, bad idea. Mm-hmm. No goggles on, mm-hmm. please. Please. Uh, what a fucking safety hazard. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, this guy says that he tries to get the people to, um, what's that word? Tort? Thwart? Thwart. 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 Yeah. His, uh, this behavior by making customers aware that there's a camera in the room watching them for safety purposes. Of course, that should be a known thing, just like escape rooms. There's a camera in there. Yeah. Um, Nico Farmer, the founder of Rec in Carlton, Georgia, said he had seen similar behavior at his place of business. He admitted that he has seen couples engaging in heavy petting and intense makeout sessions. What, at what least is the twice definition? A month. Sorry, go ahead. With some with some stripping down to their underwear. What's like what, you said? Yeah, like you what what is say. like the definition of heavy petting? Here we go. Okay. Erotic contact between two people involving stimulation of the genitals, but stopping short of intercourse. So it's like so basically like so like, like a hand job. Yeah, hand job, finger banging, <laughs> like just like second base kind of shit. Ish. Over the pants. Yeah, over the, well, <laughs> over the pants handy. But a lot of people a lot of people call that like not intercourse, I guess, but still like sex. Foreplay. Mm. They call that sex? I mean like That's not sex. oral sex is sex and like Oh oh you're talking about like yeah, yeah. like uh what is the what is the term? What I consider I consider manual? oral I don't foreplay. Yeah. It's foreplay. Um, it's foreplay. It's also Excellent. when two people. Well, it's not kiss, foreplay if you hold. don't ever get to the the, the afterplay. <laughs> Mutual stimulation of the genitals. <laughs> okay, I just never understood like heavy petting. It's like, I always dude, thought heavy petting was just like maybe grabbing a like boob groping, over the shirt, like, like gro- groping, yeah, groping yeah. kind of thing. Well, groping kind of sounds like assaulty. Well, I, yeah. I, I, somebody was just talking about that the other day. I think it might have been last podcast where yeah. it's like, it definitely depends on the context. Like, yeah, you can be gropey and it be like uh, mutual, Con- consensual, consensual yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> That's the <laughs> <a> show title. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Consensual Experts. Anyway. Experts. Told USA Today that there uh, may be a psychological nope. and Try again. Um, or a physio- physiological and psychological <laughs> link between intense emotions such as anger and sexual arousal. I'm sorry, Bam. I believed in you. Roasted. I just knew you were going to get to the second one and be like, "Oh no!" <laughs> oh, oh shit! Psychological and psychological. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Read that sentence uh, again. Honestly, I, we, we I, broke it. In in your defense, dude, I hate those two words. Yes, because legit, if you're going really fast, I will absolutely be like, oh, Every, no. everyone is going to read physiological as psychological because yes. we don't say yeah. that that much. Exactly. 
So, rewinding. Yes. Experts told USA Today that there may be a physiological and psychological uh, link between intense emotions such as anger and sexual arousal, like I was saying earlier. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Justin uh, Leheimer. Nope. A research... Is it not Leheimer? Uh, Lee, Lee Miller. There Lee you Miller. Go. There you go. <laughs> Lee, the H... <laughs> research off. fellow. God, get rid of that age, Justin, you son get of a rid bitch. Of that H. Uh, with the Kinsey Institute of Research in Sex. Wow, there's a whole institute. You've never heard of the um, Kinsey scale? Dude. No, I never have. About how gay you are? This is not a dig at you. That's okay, what the Kinsey I, scale I just, is. I've heard no, no, Kinsey, I, I honestly he have just, never. He did a bunch of sexual uh, experiments. Yeah, but like so. the Kinsey scale is like. Where are you as far as hetero to homosexual? Like it's a Never whole heard thing. Of scale. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Huh. Never heard of it. Sorry. Well, told the outlet that Sorry. both aggression and <laughs> There's no reason to apologize. <laughs> it's just I've never heard of it. <laughs> never heard of it. Uh, told the outlet that both aggression and sexual behavior uh, activate an individual's fight or flight fight or flight response, triggering adrenaline. Oh. Hmm. Interesting. I'm learning. It is. <laughs> this response increases blood flow through the human body, including the genitals, which may lead to a sexual response. Could you imagine getting chased by a serial killer and you just get bricked up out of nowhere? And then you accidentally like it like somehow gives you away. You're hiding behind a corner and you're in some like pants that it's just like they're too stretchy. It just you just like lean too close to a door and it's just like <laughs> I know you're back there. I heard your boner. Whatever, dude. It's like, dude, why don't you not wear fucking sweatpants every day? Why are you wearing athleisure? <laughs> why are you in joggers, bro? Uh, but, uh, Lee Miller suggested that inside rage rooms, people confuse the uh, sociological. Yeah? So, nope. Nope. First one. You got a minute to go. Fizz. Fizz. <laughs> how about, how about physiological. <laughs> they confuse the physiological response. You See, you got me. You got, You're in your own head, You're in your own head. Just read it. You got uh, it. Uh, they, they confuse the physio- <laughs> physiological <laughs> response of anger or excitement with sexual arousal, likely attributed to the fact that they are inside a room with someone they're attracted to. Uh, In other words, when the source of arousal is ambiguous, sometimes we attribute it, uh, attribute it to the person instead of the situation. That's terrifying. To me, at least. Are we, like, so simple that it's, like, something happens and we get turned on and we're like, I don't know if it's because I... <laughs> Like I'm cutting up chicken, or because this woman's naked over here. Like, you know I don't know how saying? much I believe that. There are two different types of breasts in here. I don't know which one I'm attracted to. <laughs> I want to fuck both of them. No, I'm just kidding. Wait, who's the? Um, this person's what? name is Justin, but they're calling them a she. I don't. This wait. Oh, this doesn't. Maybe matter. she identifies as a she, I don't but know. still goes by Justin. Is Justin necessarily just a? Yeah, it is. Yeah, like maybe because oh, I guess it'd be Justine. like Justine, Justine or something. But it's got yeah, yeah, that's maybe they left the e off. 
Maybe this is New York Post. Well, I was gonna say maybe this is New York Post, and I don't. This believe is a re- half this of is this. a reputable source, by the way. Yeah, yeah, there reputable you go. Reputable source. Yeah. I mean, dude, we vet we vet all Post. of our sources, just mm-hmm. in case anybody's wondering. Mm-hmm. And by that, Wait, so- and by that, I mean we don't do anything. I'm guessing that the New York Post just took this from USA Today because everything cites USA Today, so I don't know. Mm. Um, anyway, uh, where was I? In other words, or, uh, she added. Okay, sex therapist um, Lee Norin compared the phenomenon to other dates that may elicit arousal, such as amusement parks and haunted houses. I've never been turned on at either of those places. I've never even been to a haunted house. I mean, house. I've been. T- I mean, if like I as see, a, as if like I see a, a goth kid. mommy at a haunted house, yeah, a goth but. mommy. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, Larry! That's just you all the time. That's not like because of the haunted That's, house, though. Those are facts. Those. Are what, facts. Why or is it that like? Hospital. Why is it that all the good show titles occur in fucking like the untethered <laughs> every time? Goth mommy. <laughs> Like, how is that not a show title? Oh, that's just Larry talking, yeah. dude. Okay. Yeah. Is that a normal <laughs> term? show title generator. Yeah. <laughs> is it really? I mean, for Larry, yeah. <laughs> what the no, Hang on. You keep, like, you keep on, like, just, or not justifying, but qualifying just with for Larry. You know? yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, that's totally normal. For Larry. You know? <laughs> Justin Lay Miller is absolutely a man. And so I, I'm baffled by the she. Where did they do the she? Again? Huh. I think they've misattributed a quote or something. I think that quote was supposed oh, to be. Oh, she added, got you. Yeah, I mm. see. But the USA Today thing said, Lay Miller said. So I think. Oh, I wonder if they didn't get ahead of themselves. I think they did. I think they're talking the about the next person. Lee Norin. Yeah. Yeah, I bet you're right. Mm, okay. So. Uh, but no, Larry, Larry calls hot women mommies. So like oh, yeah. so yeah for Larry I mean, he a does have a kid like not, <laughs> yeah. dude if I walk in the hospital it's a dangerous situation because nurses are my kink mm. really kink yeah. oh yeah hundred percent ah yeah anyway are you gonna be one of those people that like gets injured purposely to go oh, to the hospital no. and then it's like <laughs> I haven't been so far. <laughs> <laughs> if you could have seen the wild eyes he just gave yes. us. <laughs> if I could afford the medical bills, probably. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, so she continues saying, if you look at shows like The Bachelor, where they often go on dates like bungee jumping, they seem to fall in love. Uh, more easily that, that what uh, that, like this i like how they're acting like this is like a scientific thing and she's just like yeah, I, mean, I know right? you guys like, have you guys seen the bachelor <laughs> because like ali is twisting her finger around her, uh, they, her like on the bachelor they do crazy things and they just like so <laughs> they fall in love so fast and that's just science <laughs> that's that's totally science man uh, that's that actually medically true I mean, like, honestly, if it doesn't get your, like, loins going, like, <laughs> just, like, doing a little bungee jumping, like, I don't even know what will, like. <laughs> you know what they say, taking bungee jumping on the first date. <laughs> That's how you find out, right? Take them swimming or take exactly. them bungee jumping. There you go. <laughs> oh, oh um, God. So, anyway, she says that this might be misinterpretation uh, in these uh uh, physiological markers, uh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Norin also noted that rage rooms allow people to break boundaries, uh, s- uh, society, and act 
an axe that t- sorry my dog is being ridiculous an axe <laughs> that tells people how they should Dude, your do- dog's uh, not even how- in the room like what are you talking about he's right here yeah you keep pointing what? at your crotch stop <laughs> <laughs> i've never had a dog um, larry just wants to meet so- a girl that'll say i got that dog in me <laughs> <laughs> i got that dog in me <laughs> His name is Bruce. Look at him. See? Oh, 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 there he is. There okay. he is. Okay. All right. Uh, Norrin <laughs> also noted that rage rooms allow people to break boundaries, society enacts, that tell people how they should uh, act, how they should act. Helping, okay, yeah. Helping, uh, helping to buffer the potential for sexual shame. That sentence did not make sense. Because they left a word out. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll take that loss and I'll move on. <laughs> no, that was on them for real. That wasn't that wasn't uh, a, yeah, that wasn't yeah. hilariousism. That was on them. <laughs> hilariousism. <laughs> new hoodie dropping. All right. Uh, <laughs> Rage room for, line, forgive me, I just larried. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but that should be on like a towel. I'm sorry. <laughs> They do. They do have a blanket. They do have a blanket. <laughs> we can make a blanket. Oh, holy shit. This oh. is what happens when we, like, don't record for a exactly. fucking week, man. Feels like it's been a year. Yeah. <laughs> Rage Room Long Island CEO Michael Hellman said his staff has seen instances where couples have engaged in sexual activity in the parking lot outside of the venue. Now, that's... <laughs> An enticing first date. Well, I mean, like, um, so I understand, like, doing something like that and then, like, getting some kind of charge out of it and then, like, yeah. taking it out somewhere else. I, I you mean, know you, just let, you just let everything out and then you're just smashing shit and your adrenaline's going. And I, I can see. I, I, I actually connection. kind of understand that. I don't understand, like, fucking, like, the, like wanting to break shit and, like, fuck, fuck on top of what you broke or something like that. Uh, yeah. You know, it's like, that's fucking. Unless That's, you're Mr. and Mrs. Smith when they just shoot at each other for like 30 minutes yeah. and then just end up fucking on the floor. I know I know the reference, uh, I promise. That's she just doesn't. a hate fuck though, right? <laughs> That's a hate fuck. <laughs> hate fuck, yeah. Um, where was... Okay, he said uh, these acts are likely the result of uh, excita- excita- excitation transfer. There you go. If you, if you visited a rage room with your partner and then went straight home and had sex, it's likely that the sex would be more intense than usual due to the fact that the emotional response uh, from the earlier situation hadn't fully cleared from your system. I think you actually corrected this article in the proper manner. I think so. I did. Nice. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and certified Okay, so licensed clinical psychologist and certified sex sex therapist uh, Michael... Aaron agreed that some people may be attracted to a sense of dominance that uh, emanates that emanates from people when they destroy objects. Those are red flags, my dude. <laughs> they're in charge, I just but love they're not aggressive towards you or threaten you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, like, no, no, I can't wait this. till that. That like anger and like could be me, yeah, is redirected. Wish that was me. <laughs> well, here's, here how he frames it they're in charge, but they're not aggressive towards you or threatening you. He said, So you experience them in a dominant way that's safe. And I think that the word mm. that he left off was yet, <laughs> like, 
Yeah. Dude, I would yeah. not be cool with like Megan like fucking like taking a knife to something like ah! and then it's just like, but I love you. You know, like right after. I'm like, no, no, honestly, you need to cool the fuck down, dude. Like what? <laughs> Jeez, oh, man. man. Um <clears throat> all right. God, that was a that was a good one. That was something. I'm not gonna lie. Um, it was something. Yeah, you're right. So, uh, Allie, you got anything light we can uh, end on? Um, yeah. This kid is 21 okay. in Connecticut. Got arrested with eight and a half million dollars worth of mushrooms. Oh, I saw psychedelic that, mushrooms. This is great. Clicking for the pictures. Oh my God. <laughs> a Connecticut man was found growing $8.5 million worth of psychedelic mushrooms in his home after a tipster told authorities he was allegedly running a clandestine drug factory in the abode. Abode, that is come on, fucking guys. insane. It's so much. There's dude. so much. It's so much. Um, wow. Weston Soul, 21, of Burlington, was arrested Thursday. This has been a couple weeks ago. Yeah. At his Lion Road home after the state's narcotics task force was alerted about his alleged growing operation. So they roll in at 9 a.m. and he takes them to a detached garage. And they observed a large mushroom growing operation, according to the police. He said the mushrooms were legal and refused to allow them into his home. After obtaining a search warrant, however, they found a clandestine mushroom growing factory within containing psilocybin my mushrooms in various stages of growth and this dude. kid was living the life dude that is insane yeah photos released by uh the connecticut state police show racks upon racks of psychedelic mushrooms on metal shelves in <laughs> racks on racks <laughs> racks on racks on racks rack city bitch racks on racks it's rack, rack city rack bitch shrimp city bitch shrimp city bitch uh, on metal shelves in multiple rooms of the soul's home god I bet it smelled like shit in there get it <laughs> <laughs> uh, the 21 year old eventually changed his tune admitting that the mushrooms were psilocybin a schedule one controlled substance taken into custody uh, <laughs> at Litchfield where orange is the new black was set oh that's funny that is funny uh, he was charged with possession with intent to sell or distribute and operation of a drug factory is being held on a quarter million bond. Well, he already made eight and a, or no, he hadn't made it well, yet, I guess. Surely so. he had in the past. Yeah. Had God, that's, I mean, I'm not going to lie. When shit like that happens, I kind of, my hat goes off more than I'm like. I'm like, you were clearly doing something right. Like yeah. you're 21 and you're running this. Like that's pretty impressive, but this is the this is the I'm issue. I'm gonna give him a pass. I, if if I was the fucking narcotics task force or whatever, yeah. I'd be like, dude, why don't you like fucking help us try to identify some other places, and we'll just fucking let you go scot free, kind yeah. of thing, you know? Because I mean, like. But I mean, I mean if he's if he's growing it, he is the place. Like he's well, that's a good point. But not necessarily that. But it's not like pointing to another person in the the community. It's like, how did you get by with it for so long? Kind of thing. Mm. It's kind of like the uh, not very long. He's just twenty one. But I mean, he, true. He but built I mean, up eight like, and a half million dollars worth. Yeah. So, well, so well. this is my question. Like, <laughs> yeah, how do you get the money to like? Get the equipment and all on like, like that's that is what I, I, I feel like the question is. I believe this be guy asked. was selling drugs, so I'm not sure. 
But I, th- I think he sold some drugs. <laughs> yeah. Couple. He may or may not have been selling drugs. Yeah, a little bit. But I'm still saying like, <laughs> eight and a half million dollars. Like, teach me, bro. Hey, this just in. That's a lot of weed. <laughs> Good. You know? That ain't weed. That's it, rooms. No, but I'm just saying, mushrooms, like, you'd bro. have to sell a lot of weed to get the shit to, oh, like, right, right, you know? Right. Like, right. even if that start, was, yeah. like, You gotta the, start with weed. Yeah, you yeah. gotta start with something, you yeah. know? So, that's wild, though. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Do you okay. want me to tell you some weird nonfiction book suggestions, or do we want to just end it? Uh... Can we put them in the uh, the yep. thing? Because yeah. we're already like yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Tail, I can so. I can just throw them in there. Okay, if but you don't mind. To tease it, uh, yeah. this will be in the newsletter that's already out by the time that this episode comes out. That uh, it's ten books like the Killers of the Flower Moon. I think that Megan read that. It's a movie that just came out right now. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. But it's I mean it was a book. It too. was yeah yeah. Uh, it's, I'll have to ask her. The movie is three and a half hours long. Uh uh-uh. uh. I've had two different friends go to it and oh. say that it's great and that holy shit is it long. <laughs> I dude, I'm telling you, like, yeah. so I actually uh, told one of my buddies to go see Oppenheimer. Yeah. Uh, and it's three hours. Yeah. He uh, pirated it, watched it at his house, and yeah. uh, the book's not even that long. Well, he was like, honestly, the book's pretty fucking dry, and like, you know. He thought that they did a good job with the movie and everything. Oh, I didn't mean all, I meant the book of this. It's oh, not that okay. Long. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, um, yeah. But but uh, but anyway, I was like, man, honestly, I loved Oppenheimer, but I know for a fucking fact it could have been like two and a half, yeah. two and a quarter hours kind yeah. of thing. And it's I, Christopher Nolan, he, he's never no, gonna do he, that. dude. He's like fucking. Uh, oh my gosh, what was the Peter? Uh, Peter Jackson. Jackson, thank you. Like he has never made a movie under fucking three hours. Yeah. Like I don't think that motherfucker has made a movie under three hours. Well, like the the book. I have things to say. Say what? <laughs> They're both like I have things to yeah. say, and, and you're gonna sit there for all three hours on it. The book Killers of the Flower Moon yeah. was um three fifty pages. So, like, why is the movie so long? I don't know. How did they drag that out? I don't know. Like I think that. there was a lot to it. Alexa said it was really good. <laughs> Neil said it was really good. I don't know. I'm sure I'm just, I'm sure we'll uh, we'll watch it at some point. I so. keep meaning to read it. I've been meaning to read it for years. But probably in, like, two sittings or three. Yeah. <laughs> so three and a half One hours? One hour each. <laughs> three yeah. and a half hours? That's, like, we're getting back into, like, fucking, like, Casablanca and, like, fucking Gone with the Wind and shit. <sighs> Yeah, like, Titanic ass movie. Yeah, Titanic. Yeah. Titanic in both senses. So, <laughs> <Anyway>. um, <laughs> one of the books listed on there is called True Vine by the lady that wrote Dope Sick, which I read years ago and haven't shut up about since. So. And they they made that into a uh, show on Hulu. Yeah, yeah, right. Yep, I heard really good things we about that. To, yeah, we need to watch that. That was yeah. uh, uh, no uh, Michael Keaton, right? I think so. I think it was Michael Keaton. That sounds right. I always want to say Kevin Costner, and I know I can see both their faces distinctly. Yeah. But I always try to. I want to say Michael Keaton, and I'm like Kevin Costner. And it's like no, not fucking Waterworld. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right, we're gonna we're gonna end on that shit. Uh. Um, let us know what you guys thought about Untethered number one hundred and five. You can shoot that Damn. shit. To tetherradio at gmail.com. We're on Twix at 
Tether underscore radio. Instagram at Tether underscore radio. We're on Facebook with two groups, Tether, uh, Tether Radio After Dark, which is our shenanigans group, and Read With Tether, which is our book club group. If, you, if either of those sound good, check them out. We got read, uh, or I'm sorry. We got tether the tether radio newsletter. You will not find anything from untethered in there, but uh, I still say, good sir, good lady, please subscribe <laughs> tetherradio.substack.com. Um, and yeah, you'll you won't you won't regret it. I promise. You're listening to untethered, and uh, we got our tether merch store, tinyurl.com/slash/tethermerch. We got t-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, mugs, hats, stickers. We got something for everybody. And guess what? <laughs> Christmas is coming soon. And if you want to uh, gift us a little something, give something from the merch store to one of your loved ones because that is a gift alone. So. Anywho, um, I think that's all I've got. Anybody? Anybody? Any additions? Good. All right. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us for a little bit under an hour for Untethered 105. I'm Daniel. I'm Allie. And I'm Larry. And uh, we hope you guys have a fantastic Thanksgiving and an even better... Oh, my gosh. I forgot. Oh, my... Good luck at Black Friday. Holy shit. If you want to, like, dabble. Just do it online, dude. Yeah. Dude, if you want to dabble with the, the, the masses, it's on you, friends. Good luck. But hope you guys get through the weekend, and be sure to check out the full episode on Monday. Until then, take it easy, friendos. Bye. Bye.